Well, welcome here this morning. Man, I'm so glad you guys joined us to celebrate and to praise and to prize Jesus above all else. We have good news. The curtain has been torn. The door has been opened. The wall has been broken down. Amen? What this symbolizes, the ripping of the curtain, the the opening of that door is huge. This is such good news for us. Because this means that everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome to seek an audience with God, with the creator, with the king. He is not off limits. It is not only the good and holy people who can seek him. This is everyone. What Jesus did on the cross changed everything for you and me. Because this is, this is the reality of it. This is how it goes, is that we owed a debt that we could never repay. My brokenness, my sin, my evil thoughts and words and actions placed a debt of infinite magnitude on my head, on all our heads. The red in my ledger, you could say, was soaked through each page to taint every aspect of my life. No amount of good deeds could wash it clean. No amount of saying the right thing could make it better. I owed an infinite debt. And an infinite debt requires that there be an infinite payment. I know I'm still young, but I am not infinite. I do not have an infinite amount of money or possessions or anything of value to be able to cover that. And so what is required of me to pay my infinite debt is my infinite death. And I deserve it. Believe me, I do. But God, who is infinite, he so loved the world, those that he created, us, that he sent his son to take my place, to pay my debt. And that's what Jesus did when he gave himself for us. Nobody made Jesus go onto that cross. He willingly chose it. He wasn't forced. No, it it wasn't Satan who crucified Jesus. No, it was God the Father. Because it was his plan, because he loved us so much, he knew that the debt had to be paid. And the only one who could pay it is Jesus. That's the only way our debt could be covered. Because Jesus, who is God's son, who is infinite, paid that infinite debt. Jesus gave up his life for us. And so because of that, the door is open, the curtain is torn. We have access to come to God the Father. 
You don't need a special badge or special ID. You don't have to know the secret password. No, it's open. When I was in school, just a little, little gaffer, I really, really wanted to go to a birthday party. There was this birthday party that was coming up and everybody knew about it and I was like, I really want to go to this birthday party. But I wasn't invited because I was not cool enough to go to this birthday party. Man, that hurts. Not being able to go because you don't meet the requirements. But praise God, he has opened the door and everyone is welcome. Jesus has made that possible. So we don't have to attain to anything in our own lives because we can't. You know, it makes me think of the elite parties of the rich and famous. Only if you have a certain amount of money you can go or you drive a certain type of car. I mean, that's what, that's what we do. That's what we do. Humans, we consistently try to figure out a way to put one person above another person. But that's not the way that Jesus did it. No, Jesus did the exact opposite of this. He actually lowered himself to the very bottom. Think for a moment about Jesus being God's son, the most important person in the entire everything all of it. When he shows up on earth, he comes in a manger as a baby. He deserved the biggest fanfare and trumpet and crowds and everybody on earth to come to him. But that's not how he came. Because he did it the opposite way that we do. It says in Philippians 2, although he existed in the form of God, he did not consider being equal with God something to grasp at. That's not what he was here for. But he emptied himself. So he made himself nothing. And he took the form of a human, a slave, looking like men, sharing in our nature. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. God's kingdom does not operate the way the world's kingdom does. No, Jesus said this in Luke 9, 48. The one who is least among you is the one who is great. The one who is least. I mean, we see this. Jesus went and he washed his disciples' feet like a bunch of dudes, stinky feet. I mean, I don't even know if there's an equivalent today. I mean, it's like cleaning someone's toilets. Like, this is what Jesus did. He lowered himself to the lowest position that there possibly could be and says, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to serve. I'm not here to lord it over anybody. And he lived his life as an example. He's like, this is what it looks like to live in the way of the kingdom. So what does this show us about Jesus? It shows us that he didn't show favoritism. He didn't show partiality. Romans 2.11 says that, for God does not show favoritism. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Even in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 12, 17, for the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, mighty, and awesome God who is unbiased and he takes no bribe. 
You can't bribe God. In Mark 12, even the Pharisees, when they were watching Jesus, they saw this. And they came to him and they said, Teacher, Mark 12, 14, we know that you are truthful and do not court anyone's favor because you show no partiality, favoritism, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And I love the picture that we see in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, just to show that there is no favoritism with God. It says, after these things, I looked up and there was an enormous crowd that no one could count, made up of people from every nation, every tribe, every people group, and every language standing before the throne. Every nation, every tribe, every people group, every language standing before the throne. He calls people to come to him from every aspect of our lives. Every nation, every tongue, the high, the low, the rich, the poor, the cool person and the outcast. Jesus calls them all. He's opened the door for all to come because we all need him. He opened the door for all of us because we all need Jesus. There's no one exempt from this. It's all of us. Because we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all been broken. That's what Jesus said. That's the reason he came. He says, I have come for the sick. It's the sick who need the doctor, not the healthy. Do you understand this? Do you see your own brokenness? Can you recognize that? Do you need Jesus to save you? I know I do. Because everyone has fallen short of God's standards. He says over and over in scripture that there is no one righteous, not one of us. There was only one who is good. And I find it beautiful that a man came to Jesus one day and he was like, hey, uh, hey, good teacher. And he goes on to ask him a question. And Jesus is like, hey, whoa, whoa. Why do you call me good? There's only one who is good, and that is God. No one is good except for God. Not one of us. And that's why we need Jesus you know, sometimes I can think, oh, I'm not that bad of a person. No, really, I'm, I'm better than this other person that I know. But God does not compare us to other people. God compares us to his son, Jesus Christ. That who he, that's who he compares us to. That's the standard. That's what we have to attain to. And when I look at Jesus' life, how he loved people, how he cared for those in need, how he spoke truth, man, I fall utterly short. Man, I fall embarrassingly short of measuring up to Jesus. That's why I need him. That's why you need him too. 
So what I'm telling you today is the best news you will ever hear. That you fall short. Woo-hoo! That you will never be enough to attain that standard. That you cannot be good enough. Your debt is too great. It's an infinite debt that we can't pay. But, oh man, Jesus is perfect. Jesus lived the perfect life. He came and paid that debt. And now he says and he calls to every one of you, every one of us, follow me. That's his call. He says, follow me. Follow how I live. Follow what I have for you. He says, follow me and I will clothe you with my righteousness. Follow me and I will cover your debt. I will wash your ledger clean with my sacrifice. I will pour out my life in place of yours. Jesus took your place of punishment on that cross so that you could enter into relationship with God, so that you could go through that door, walk through that curtain. Jesus took your punishment so that when you follow him, God the Father looks at you and what does he see? He sees his son, Jesus Christ. So when God looks to compare us to his son, he sees his son. And he welcomes you with open arms. I love that idea of the curtain is just God's arms opening wide up. Just saying, come on. Jesus has made a way for us. The curtain has been opened. We can enter in, but there is another aspect to this. Not only can we enter in, but it also means that God busted out. He did not stay within those four walls. God is not confined to the four walls of this building. He has sent his spirit out and his call has gone out to everywhere, every corner, every street, every alley, every prison, everywhere in this world. His spirit is calling people with the call of Jesus, follow me, follow me. Will you respond to his call? Only those who follow him are covered by his payment. You want to reap the benefits of his sacrifice, it requires following in his ways. Giving your whole life, every aspect of who you are, every dark corner of your life, you give it to Jesus. And I'm not going to tell you that it's all going to be easy. It's not, it hasn't been, but it has been overwhelmingly good. I'm not gonna tell you that it's been pain-free. It hasn't been. Sometimes it's really hurt. (laughs) But it's been absolutely beautiful. 
I'm not going to tell you you're always going to get it right. You won't. I have made a good right mess of things very often in not following the ways of Jesus. But his grace is great. His joy is abundant and my constant strength through the trials. The benefits far outweigh the cost. The benefits are an eternal weight of glory and goodness that God has prepared for us, for those who follow him. So will you respond to the call of Jesus to follow him? Because he has made a way where we can come to the Father, our creator. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, I love this in Philippians 2, and as a result of this, it says, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. And at that name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 11, 28 and 2019. He says this, come to me. Come to me, all who are weary, heavy, burdened, and I will give you rest. Man, that has been my lifeline in the last few years. Jesus says, come to me, those who are weary and heavy, burdened, and he will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble and you will find rest for your souls. So this is our call. Jesus has made a way and now he's saying, come follow me. Will you listen to his call? Let's pray. Almighty God, Lord, I'm humbled that you took my place, that you took our place, you took my punishment because you love me, you love us so, so much. God, I pray that we would listen to your call, that we would follow after you, Jesus, because your way is good, your way is right, your way is true. Your way is our only hope. God, I pray your blessing on each and every one in this room. Those who are watching online, God, that you would fill them that you would pour out your love on them, that you would call them and that they would respond. I pray all these things in the wonderful, holy name of Jesus Christ. I want to invite you today. We have people that will pray with you if you want to pray with them. If you have questions, they would love to answer your questions. 
Don't leave without doing business with God if he's calling you. I would also like to say, we're going to party now. Because Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. So, woo, amen to that. We have a hot dog lunch. We have ice cream. We have bouncy castles. We have Easter egg hunt for everybody. The whole building is open. So we invite you, go tour the offices. Extra points if you can find my office. Um, and just let's celebrate Jesus together, right? I have to say two more things. One, Vision Town Hall meeting for our church people, April 23rd. Uh, second thing is the survey for a senior pastor, qualities of a lead pastor that you kind of want. Today's the last day to do that, so do that today. But before we go, if I get everybody to stand, um, before we end our service this morning, and again, I want to invite you, if God is pulling at your heart or if you are seeking after him, please come pray with some of our people. Um, but as we end, I just want to declare together, he is risen. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen.